All right, Agenda Free Monday. We're here, here we on go. Agenda Free Monday. Agenda Free Monday. New new sponsor, Agenda Free Mondays. Yeah, our new sponsor is Agenda Free. I don't know if you've heard of them. Chris, oh my god, dude. That Chris is drinking from this gigantic jug of water this right now. This is the new way to live, folks. I Get- show up to the house to record and Chris just has this giant jug of water. And he's, I think it's a gallon. It's 120 ounces. What is your intent with this? You gotta drink your water, man. You just trying to stay hydrated? I'm on this water grind. Is it to counteract the booze, or are you just <laughs> <laughs> gotta stay hydrated? Gotta stay healthy. Yeah. So I, well, also I was, actually, I was talking main, about. Hold on, sorry. What are you gonna say? I was talking about this with. Uh, my you swing recently coach, had a water debate and I did have a water debate we were talking about this he said he saw this guy who's like a you know pretty renowned like sports performance coach and the guy said the best thing you can do for your body health wise and like feeling good on the golf course is just drinking water wake up drink like way too much water when you wake up and just get the day off started right. There it is. Wake up and drink. Yeah. Water. Water. Let's clarify that. We should we should have, we should have t-shirts. Wake up and drink and then in small like in parentheses water. <laughs> I love it. I love it. No. The main reason why is at work there's not a great place I can fill up water. So, I'm just carrying this gallon into work and I have it for the whole day. See, I figure when you, when you go to work, you're trying to waste as much time as possible, right? It's like when you like in elementary school, when you just get up as much as possible. Hey, to go to hey, the you know this is the big leagues. Can't be wasting you any can't time. Can't be wasting time. Is money. Time is money. Big leagues. It's a big show. All right. Well, time's money here. Let's get to the uh, let's cut to the chase. Let's get to the agenda. Let's, that, yeah, let's of which to- there is none. <laughs> All right. Three M. Um, how much of three M did you get to watch this week, Chris? Because yeah, 3M coverage this week. I watched one Instagram post which had <laughs> all of Cam Champ shots on 18. Yeah, I mean, first of all, it's really <laughs> it's really tough to go from the British Open, which was arguably like the most fun event of the year to watch, to the 3M. Like it's just so starkly different. The 3M I mean, yeah. that golf course, Yeah, I really think Arnold Palmer is just a completely overrated course designer. Like, people see his name, and they think the course must be really amazing. But besides, I think Same with did, Jack, by the way. He did Tralee, right, in Ireland, and I've heard great things about Tralee. But besides that, like, I don't think his golf courses are that exciting. So, CPC Twin Cities is just boring. Yeah. Which, also, which I was talking about this weekend, TPC courses are a joke. Besides sawgrass, yeah, they're all the same, right? It's they're all they're just not good. They're not they don't have any character. They're just like TPC. Yeah, no, you you can show up on property and you're like, this is just a TPC golf course, and it's it's something kind of indescribable. It's like almost a vibe they give off. It's a very they're usually like big sprawling properties, right? They're really big yeah, and spread out. A lot of space. But even like it, something about the tee boxes. Like the tee boxes are kind of like they're like little ovals and there's like 
eight tee boxes on every yeah. hole stacked in a line because the course is so long. Yeah. But then for the members, they're playing it from like 1,500 yards up. Yeah. So it's like immediately recognizable when a course is a TPC course. And this is just like the quintessential TPC course. Yeah. So, yeah, I was super excited to watch 3M this week. <laughs> well, the other thing is, British Open, last major of the year, it just takes a little out of the rest of the season, right? Like, last major of the year, you're not... Masters is, like, start of the season. So even after the Masters, you have the whole golf season left. Then it's... Now it's PGA, U.S. Open. You always have something... And the PGA, U.S. Open, and British are pretty close together. So you have, like, a great stretch, and now it's just, like, we're just farting out TPC Twin Cities the rest of the summer. <laughs> like. No, you're right. It's brutal. I, I actually don't like what the tour did with the schedule. I, I was talking about this with my dad the other day. It's like, I mean, yeah, we have, what, eight months until the Masters now? Yeah. I mean, that's a long time to go between majors in golf. Like, I feel like having the PGA in August just gives you enough to kind of get it in the barn to the Masters, you know? Like, now we just have this really stacked little tight major schedule where, honestly, someone could get hot and just rattle off, like, three majors, no problem. Like, Louie could have easily done that Oh, yeah, easy. And there's a good chance we don't see Louie Usaisen on a leaderboard for, like, two years maybe you know i mean obviously he played great this week and almost won but there's a good chance louis usays doesn't win a, a golf tournament next year after having one of the most his yeah. historic seasons ever in majors so I, i'm not a fan of the way that the the schedule is organized i mean what do we have coming up the the playoffs and then at least we have the Ryder cup right Ryder cup, Ryder, Ryder cup saves you Ryder cup saves you yeah because then you get into the points and who's going to get in, and then you start doing scenarios. Yeah, and we got Olympics this year too, which which helps a little bit. I mean, I'm not super excited for Olympic golf, but I think there's some good storylines here. What would you think about U.S. Open in September? I'm trying to think of a reason to oppose that. Like U.S. I, Open in September, everything's so firm. Yeah. You go to a place like Shinnecock. It's windy in September. It's windy. It's firm. You get a little weather element in there. Could be cold. It could be rainy. But if it's even if it's not, it's like usually a great time of year on the East Coast. So like all those like New York gems, it would be phenomenal. Yeah, I think courses will play tougher. The only opposition people would have to that is that. The U.S. Open is always historically finished on Father's Day, but move Father's my answer, Day. My answer, <laughs> move Father's Day. Well, I mean, come on. I mean, my answer to that is that if you put, say, the 3M Open on Father's Day, whoever wins, like Cameron Champ this week, obviously would have meant a lot to him, right? Being on Father's Day. And that's the exact same thing as, like, if Graham McDowell wins the U.S. Open on Father's Day or DJ wins the U.S. Open. It's the same thing. A guy's still winning on Father's Day. It doesn't change. I was sneaky slight on Graham McDowell that you chose his name. I'm just throwing out. But, no. US Open winners I mean, my head. You th- well, you throw out two names that are done with golf. 
<laughs> I can't. Graham McDowell and DJ. I can't digest your G- DJ take yet. I just don't. It's not even a take. It it's hasn't just... settled in yet to me. Because he's just so not done. He does this every year. He just goes on a dry spell for like three, four months. This is probably the worst one he's had in a couple of years. And I'll just get hot and he'll rattle off four wins in like the next six months. It's just how he operates. I disagree. But U.S. Open in September. I don't mind it. Make it happen. I don't mind it. Um, Cam Champ this week wins kind of out of nowhere. Yeah. I, I really have. That's kind of what he does. It's kind of what he does. It is what he does. That's the player he is. He gets hot. He needs his wedges to get hot. He needs yeah, his putter, needs to, putter get to get hot. He led in strokes gained putting this week. Yeah. He's not. He's not a good putter. I mean, I have his stats pulled up here. He's 201st in strokes gained putting on the season. That is that n- after this week? Yeah, that's after this week. That's insane. At negative .73. I mean, he's just a garbage putter is what it comes Horrible. down to. He's negative .4 strokes gained around the green, 197th on tour, and negative .16 strokes gained approach. 146th on tour. Oh my, what is he, his drive? He relies on his, his driver. He's seventh in strokes gained off the tee at 0.67. That's insane. He, he might be the most one dimensional player on the field. <laughs> he probably is. He really might be. I mean, that's no slight on him. Obviously, he's super talented, but he's just so raw. I feel like. I feel like this could go one of two ways. He either never figures out his wedge game and never figures out his putting, and he becomes and he just stays what he is right now, which right? is fine. He's which this is, is his a, third tour win. Yeah, he's a. It's good actually player. a good way to play professional golf. Yeah, like Boomer you'd rather bust. do this than be, uh, fucking, I don't know who's the guy who barely makes his card every year, makes the cuts, like makes his cuts, but never wins. Charles Howell. A Charles Howell. I mean, no, Howell's no made a lot of Charles Howell, he's made a lot of money, but he doesn't win. I think Charles Howell has two career wins, yeah. and he's he's got to be top. I think Charles Howell is like top 20 all time on the money list. Yeah. He's uh, sneaky way up there. Yeah. He's made like $50 million on the course. Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, you, Bottom line is, if Cameron Champ wins 10 times on the PGA Tour throughout his career and wins 10, or say, I mean, $20 million, he's going to be remembered more than Charles Howell. Yeah. Easily. Yeah. And I think the Tour rewards winning, right? You get into all these, you oh, get into totally. the majors, you get totally. into the players, you get into, and you get a ton of FedEx Cup points, and the prizes are, the prize purses are so top heavy and it's just the exhilaration of winning like that's what you want to do you want to win on tour and you can win a major like charles howell can't win a major but no. cam champ can win a major yeah he's got the like that he major has the guns game. to do it yeah if he gets but, hot yeah i mean it, it's 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 going to be interesting to see where his career goes because he, i mean he really could be i said it like four years ago I commented on the PGA Tours Instagram post when they posted, I think it was Aaron Hills, he played the US Open or Oakmont, and he was playing as an amateur, he won low am. And I was like, this guy is insane. Like he's gonna be in he's gonna be a top ten player in the world. And I commented like future number one player in the world on this no. on that video. 
someone could go find that back in the archives. But um, yeah, safe to say he's not number one player in the world. But I mean, he is a three-time tour winner, and that was back when he was an amateur. So he's got yeah. that type of potential. That was pretty sharp by you. Yeah. What did you think about his driver on 18? Two-shot lead. Par 5, which, I'll tell you, is a great hole. Yeah, I it actually was do love that hole. On, was it on Saturday that it was playing the toughest hole on the course? Uh, yeah. Or Friday? Or yeah, Saturday. Saturday. It played like .6 shots over par. Yeah, as a par 5. I think it was playing the toughest par 5. On tour this on year. On tour this year. Yeah. Which is awesome. Like, Most balls in the water are since insane. 2003. On a par five? Yeah, for the week. On any hole. On any hole for the week. More than like 17 at, at Sawgrass. Oh, that's insane. Which is crazy. That's insane. Yeah. No, it's a cool hole. I will say it's the most Arnold Palmer hole I've ever seen. Like, just a yeah. sweeping dog leg right over a massive pond. Yeah. But it, I think they got kind of they got kind of bailed out by the wind. The wind was the big factor that made it play really hard this week. Right. And the rough was that looked pretty hairy, too. But, yeah, I mean, champ's decision. What, what do you make of it? What did he say? I'm always going to hit driver no matter the situation. Yeah, I think I'm he got 18. asked about it post-round, and he said... I'd, I'd always hit driver. Oh, I thought he got asked about it on Saturday. No, because he was well out of reach to win, it seemed like, on Saturday. Or he he was not one of the top guys. I think he okay. shot 66. Well, then, that's day. easy to say after the fact. I think... I mean, the fairway's pretty big. The thing that makes that hole hard is the approach. Yeah, I mean... Two-shot lead. If Step up and hit driver. I'm fine with that one, decision. One-shot lead, though? Are you stepping up and hitting... I, I don't think you hit driver. I think two-shot lead, yeah, you can hit driver. Yeah, although and that's a little... it's not completely boneheaded. It's a little counterintuitive when you say it like that. Two-shot lead, you're more aggressive. Well, two-shot lead, I, I still would prefer to hit... I think he should have just hit whatever two or three iron, whatever he has. In I mean, his yeah, bag. that's the other thing. It's just like hit the, the fucking two iron, and hit an eight iron, and hit a wedge, and three putt, and you win. Yeah. Or miss the green with the wedge, bail out from the water, miss the green with the wedge, chip it to twenty feet, and two putt, and you win. It's like you can't screw that up. Yeah. Unless you, yeah, you can't screw that up. Unless you like lay the sod over a wedge. <laughs> Which honestly wasn't out of play on that final wedge shot he hit, which was an amazing shot. It was it was kind of cool that, you know, he's one of the worst wedge players on tour, and he yeah. ended up winning the tournament with an amazing wedge I mean, shot. That's a big shot, because if he messes that up, it's one of the bigger chokes this year. Maybe the uh, biggest no, no, choke this year. No, no, it's like one year. of the bigger chokes ever. I mean, two shot lead on a par five. Yeah. And if he, yeah, if he chunked it in the water, it would have been like a clear choke. Yeah, that was a big shot. Yeah, huge shot for his career. Because, I mean, well, the drive was terrible, but the punch out? I mean, what's his strokes gain punch out this year? Because <laughs> it's got to be horrible. Yeah, club pro guy needs to give him a lesson. Yeah, 
he he must have been tweeting about it because he had 40 yards, what it looked like, with one little skinny tree like in the center. So he had like two gaps to go through, and just hits it right at the tree, with no pace. Like he didn't even reach the fairway. Yeah, it didn't seem like a committed shot. Like he picked a line. He was just kind of like, I'm just gonna like hit this and yeah. hope it gets through. Yeah, it didn't look like he was. Aim- he should have aimed up that left. That left gap was fine. I don't know why. Left gap's fine. Um, yeah. So I mean, good for him. Uh, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what else there's to say. I mean, Louis Ustazen, another second place finish. This time in a non-major. Honestly, I was Still. pretty surprised to see him up there this week. Yeah, because I was too. It feels like this guy really get doesn't give a fuck about. Regular events, yeah. But I think he does now. Yeah, I think he really wants to win. He's put so much attention on himself now. He has to win. He has to do something. He had like such a happy-go-lucky like career and like attitude and path on the PGA Tour. Like he won the Open by fucking eight in 2010 out of nowhere, and he could you can basically ride that your whole career. But now he's to the point where, like we were saying last week, it's like he has a different career now. Yeah. And now he has to prove himself. Yeah. He was kind of able to fly under the radar forever, playing solid golf, staying in the top 50 in the world. And now he's playing the best golf of his career. Like, you can't hide anymore. you got to win eventually. And and people are going to talk about it if you don't win. So, I mean, the pressure's there for him to win. Uh, I so I watched a little bit of coverage on I think it was Thursday or Friday, and Bubba and DJ were playing together, and they collectively played the most outrageous hole I've ever witnessed on a P, in a PGA Tour event. It was a par five on the back nine, I think. They both go for the green in two. DJ hits some sort of like chunk hook into this like thirty yard trap. And Bubba hits some sort of rope hook into a greenside bunker downslope, like right before the bunker. And DJ proceeds to knife his bunker shot like 70 yards over the green. It was actually one of the worst shots I've ever seen by a tour player. It looked yippy, too. Like, he kind of, like, decelled and, like, flipped at it at the last <laughs> second. And pured it. And just completely pured this thing. It went, like, 110 yards. And he was in the weeds. Like, he was just in, like, this super deep fescue. Bubba's on this down so slope. So he had to go hit it again, obviously. Yeah, he went and hit it. And he, I think he put it on the green and made six. But Bubba is on this down slope of a bunker, but not in the bunker. And the pin is completely tucked, short-sided to him. And he's got this little finger of the bunker jutting out of grass in front of him. He takes like a pitching wedge, bumps it into the <laughs> finger of grass right in front of him. He like skips up into the, the first cut. Then he proceeds to turn his putter over to nose oh, down. And he bumps it in from like 12 feet for birdie. Like it's that's just the most bubble hole I've ever seen in my yeah. life. I mean, he hit... I think he hit like a 60-yard slice off the tee, a 50-yard hook into the downslope of a bunker, plays a bump and run through the rough, and then turns the nose of his putter down and makes birdie. Like, that's He probably thought it was just... He probably thought that was so sick, Yeah. Like, that's that's just a birdie. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he probably just moved on to the next hole like nothing happened. 
Well, not surprised DJ's sculling shots out of bunkers now. <laughs> yeah, I'm kind of walking my DJ take back. You might have lost it. All right. Should we talk Olympics, or do you have anything else for That's 3M? enough 3M. Yeah, I mean, for not probably much else the to next say. few years. There's not much else to say. Um, yeah, Olympics. There's a lot to talk about. Opening ceremonies apparently got like no. There was just no traction there. Like yeah. nobody watched wow. it this year. Oh. It was the lowest ratings in like 40 years. Who, first of all, who watches opening ceremony in the first place? I used to. I feel Dude, like you're a joke. I have vivid memories no. watching the London opening ceremonies. Like, I remember... Do you Te- have problems? Teo Cruz performed Dynamite Dude, at the London opening ceremony. insane problems. If you're watching the Olympics... Which, by the way, Olympics, top three favorite sporting event to watch. If you watch the opening ceremonies, you have problems. No, the opening ceremonies is sick. No, That's it's not sick. Nothing it's happens. It's literally my favorite part of the Olympics. No, you can't say... Did you yeah. watch it this year? No, I didn't. Opening why? ceremonies is... Uh, I'll tell you why. Opening ceremonies is my favorite part because That's it's like... Joke. No. It's its its all floofy floppy. No. It, it's Nothing because, happens. But it's all about the build-up, right? It's its like it's the journey, not the destination sort of thing. Like Show me the sports. Show me the water polo, the kayaking, the skateboarding. Give me all that. Don't give me the opening ceremony. You can't deny that, like the like, take the drive to a great golf course. You're playing a great golf no. course for the first time. You're driving to the course. That's or you're maybe even different. you're driving the night before. You're driving the night before. You're staying overnight in a hotel. That night, you can't go to sleep because all you're doing is thinking about how excited you are to play that golf course. Right? Yeah. If I was partaking in the Olympics, I would. Love the opening ceremony. But the opening ceremony is the drive to that golf course. It's all about the hype. It's all about the excitement, the anticipation of knowing that all like all of these great events are coming up. There's gonna be some insane storylines. And it's so why didn't you watch this year? The reason I didn't watch this year is because I can't really pinpoint it. But I think no fans really sucks. I actually think that's like just the biggest reason. And there was just not a lot of hype around the Olympics this year, right? I feel like in past years, it's always really hyped up. Everyone knows yeah. it's coming. Yeah, I didn't I even was know kinda, when it I wasn't was. Sure, summer. I wasn't sure. I thought it was in like September, maybe. Yeah, yeah. I could have been in August, or I, it might have been in June. Like I had no idea when it started. So yeah, uh, that. I mean, yeah, it's just weird. Maybe the Olympics is dying. But it can't be dying. The Olympics is dying. The Olympics is the best. I think I think I pinpointed it. Dude, the Olympics is not dying. The winter you know Olympics what's dying? Is, is sneaky overtaking summer Olympics. No, no. As the you know what's Olympics. dying? I'll tell you what's dying. Is TV in the summer. Yeah. No one watches TV in the summer. I think that's the problem. I think everyone's burnt Especially out. Especially after TV. COVID. After COVID, yeah. It's after COVID, and it's a, and it's the first summer, like without COVID, depending on where you are. But everyone's outside. Yeah, who wants to sit in their house and watch the Olympics for ten hours? Yeah. No one. Yeah. That's why Winter Olympics is awesome because there's nothing yeah. to do, 
and you can just turn on the Olympics and watch although Jamaican bobsledding. Summer the summer events are way better than the winter events. No, the winter events are better. No, the summer events are better, but that's whatever. Dude, there's some outrageous summer events. Yeah, it's sick. No. You have insane There's events in the summer. There's break dancing in the Summer Olympics. That's that's a comedy show. That's ridiculous. There's like synchronized swimming, synchronized diving. No, the diving's dancing. electric. The diving's electric. I like individual diving, but synchronized diving is actually the dumbest shit I've ever seen. I'm not saying it doesn't take skill, but... It looks pretty silly. It, it looks ridiculous. It looks it's also like, how do you... It's like really that's what you chose to devote your life to yeah like synchronized diving and also <laughs> what if the guy that you're diving with just sucks like what if they just can't pull their weight well i mean what that what happens if you play in a four ball event and your guy doesn't pull their weight no but this is like their thing they only i think they only synchronize dive right or do they do individual events too well, you have to have a... I mean, it's a team event. Yeah, you just have to have a partner that's just equally as good as you. You have to be dialed in. You have to be yeah. able to, It's probably really no one, hard to do. No one only plays four-ball events, right? Like, there's no one in professional golf yeah. that only signs up well, for the Zurich yeah. every year. I don't know. Summer Olympics so, sucks. So, the thing that bothers me, if we're on the synchronized diving segment, <laughs> the thing that bothers me about it... This is where agenda-free Mondays go. There's... That there's no diving board and they go up and jump, but it's just a plank. Yeah, it's they so go up, It's weird. It's a, yeah, they, they go up and jump on a plank and say, nowhere. Okay. like, put a board in there. Yeah, yeah. At least give me some spring, right? Yeah. It kind of. Yeah. yeah. I think it would add to the off factor too, right? Because then you have to synchronize the jumps off the board, which yeah. is way harder. You got to get harder. the depth of the bounce correct. Way harder. How hard you push off. Yeah. I think we just solved synchronized diving. Yeah, it's kind of a fraud sport. Yeah, it's a fraud sport. Um, yeah, I didn't watch opening ceremonies this year, though. I just think there was no hype around you it. shouldn't. There is a lot of hype around the golf, though. There is, is there, a though? ton of hype around the golf. Yeah, I think more so than Rio. I think just because of these crazy storylines that we have here with between the two Koreans trying to get out of their military service... We have Bryson WDing allegedly due to COVID, but possibly because he didn't want to get steroid tested. No. Is that a rumor? That's a rumor floating around, yeah. And then Rom getting COVID did for he, the second time in like did a Did Bryson confirm get tested positive for COVID or did he pull out because did he pull out and he said it was because COVID? See, that's wording is key here, and I don't know. I think he withdrew due to COVID was the uh, initial thing that i saw which could mean anything which could mean absolutely anything and i haven't read up enough on it but i think it's a possibility right the pga tour is known to not test for for steroids or peds whatever you want to call them what's what are the chances bryson has done steroids i think pretty high would you take a 50 50 bet on it yeah, I probably would. Or some, maybe not like what you consider steroids, but some sort of illegal performance illegal, enhancing substance. Yeah, yeah illegal I would, substances. If there was a bet out there with 50-50 odds and I wasn't an NCAA athlete, I would <laughs> take that bet. Good disclaimer there. Yeah. <laughs> I would take that bet. Would you? No. 
I don't think he's that guy. I don't think Bryson's the guy we think he is, though. We all thought he was, like, nice and innocent and, you know, really good to people. And now we're seeing this darker side of Bryson where I'm, I'm actually really excited. Shout out to another podcast, Golf Subpar. They're coming out with a Tim Tucker interview tomorrow. No way. An hour-long Tim Tucker interview, uh, which should be electric. I'm really excited to see what he has to say about Bryson because we really wow. haven't heard his full side of the story, right? We get yeah. this heavily manicured side from Bryson's agent, his PR team, and we don't know exactly what happened. I think we're going to get, even if Tucker doesn't say directly, I think we're going to get a good feel. You're going to be him. able to hear it in his voice. Yeah, we're going to get a good feel for it. So We also have an hour with Tim Tucker. That's coming up yeah. a little bit. Who knows? <laughs> Um, but yeah, it just seems like he's he's got to be. Here's the thing. No, no. Here's my take. Tim Tucker always kind of rubbed me the wrong way. I feel like there's something fishy going on with Tim Tucker. You just gonna leave it at that? Like, <laughs> yep. That's a horrible take. That's not a horrible take. <laughs> I mean, maybe there is. I'm. He could be involved with like the Colombian drug trade. You could be right. There's but something. That's a really vague take. Fishy about Tim Tucker. <laughs> All right. We'll see tomorrow. I guess when they when they drop this. If interview. you listen to the podcast tomorrow. Or today, I guess it would be. Listen to Tim Tucker's voice. There's something fishy going on. Guy always rubbed me the wrong way. Why do you quit the best caddy gig on earth? It's not the best caddy gig on earth, obviously, but it's one of the best. If you're trying to be a professional caddy, there's basically no other options in terms of, like, your career goals. How Who's, who's, who's back? Is he going to... Get on someone else's bag? No, he's 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 literally like not caddying anymore. He's, he's doing his. Remember that abandoned shuttle service? Oh that yeah, I was talking about. See, this is the thing. He's like a snake oil salesman. He kind of is a snake oil salesman. Yeah, I mean, who caddies for the number five ranked player in the world, and then goes and starts a shuttle service abandoned? It's understandable if someone was to quit a top-ranked player's bag, who would you bet it would be in the top 10 in the world rankings? Terrell Haddon. He's not in the top 10 in the world rankings anymore. Anymore? Okay. He's like 11, so that's kind of nitpicking. No, I think he's like 15 or 16. He's finally dropping because he actually... He's just not. He's just not a. He's good just golfer. not that good. He's yeah. just not that good a golfer. I, I. It's Bryson. To, I feel like any, any somewhat aware, awake human being, with a with a brain, would say Bryson. All right. Looking at the field, we got JT Morikawa, Shoffley, and Reed making up the U.S. squad. I mean, Reed coming in for Bryson is 
pretty ridiculous. Oh, wait, are we done with... Okay, never mind. Yeah, we're done talking about opening ceremonies. I think we did <laughs> We did enough on opening ceremonies. Okay. I don't well, even think... Like, it feels like nobody on that, that squad right now, the U.S. squad, is actually playing their best golf besides I mean, Morikawa. That's it. Like, Xander's not playing well. JT's playing really average right now. He hasn't played well in three months. Yeah. Reed, That's what we were talking about last week. Reed JT's hasn't done played nothing. Well. Xander's done nothing since the Masters. I mean... Has he? No. No. He missed the cut at He's Kiowa. He's won in two and a half years or whatever it is. Yeah, the fact that Spieth is not on this team and he's the second best American player right now is pretty ridiculous. E- easy there. Who's the Who's the next best American player after Morikawa? Easy there. It's not even close. It's not Brooks. It's not Bryson. Bryson's That's playing probably terrible. DJ. Dude, what are you talking about? DJ's playing. It's probably DJ, and I know. DJ's falling off the cliff. We all know that. But this right, is a classic Kellerman walk back right now. <laughs> it's not a Kellerman walk back. DJ's falling off the cliff. But I'd still have rather have him over speed. Why? Because he's a better player. I mean, I'm as big a DJ fan as the next guy. I don't like speed, speed on this course. Speed is doesn't finish game well. Speed is a better player than you. Don't, you don't even know what the course <laughs> looks like. <laughs> I don't like him on this course. Doesn't fit his game. You know what? I don't like Sorry. DJ on this course. I don't think it fits. Really? His why game. is that? It's uh, it's apparently super short and tight. Fits a guy like Speed really. really <laughs> short crazy, and tight does not fit Speed. Really crazy greens. I'm just making this up. I have no idea if the course is actually like that. Okay. Can we talk about the real storyline in the Olympics? Yeah, I'm looking at, like, the power rankings right now, and it gets so dark past, like, really, like, number 15, maybe number 20 in the rankings of the field right now. So we have, I think it's an order of world ranking. Um, JT, Morikawa, Xander, Reed. Then we have Rory, Hovland, Matsuyama, Casey, Anser, Sungjae, Cam Smith, Joaquin, Fleetwood, Connors, Higo, Lowry, Leishman, Bezadenhout, Siwoo, Carlos Ortiz. And then after that, it just goes like way down the shitter. I mean, we have Joaquin B. Hansen at number 38 That's playing for Denmark. That's actually a joke. Is Soren Kelsen have- playing? She, no he's idea. probably too old. Sammy Villamaki playing for Finland at number 32. Villamaki's not... He's got some game. Yeah, but it's like... I mean, this is the 32nd ranked player in the Olympics right now we're talking about. Thomas Dietrich at 26. Antoine mm, Rosner at 25. Dietrich almost won the Scottish. Guido Migliosi at Migliosi's 23. Migliosi's sick. Migliosi's sick. I, I will he's give He's actually sick. Yeah, he's really sick. Um... But it, why, like, do you have? I mean, the, the six. No, it sucks. It sucks. No one's gonna deny that the Olympic field sucks. Who's Udayan Mon? <laughs> <laughs> the number 60, 60 ranked player in the field, aka dead last from India. This is why you don't have golf in the Olympics. I think we need to rethink how golf is in the Olympics. Why are we in individual stroke play? It's the worst format. 
for like if for the Olympics you got to do something cool. Yeah. You got to do like a scramble with each country's team. Yeah. I'm actually really in on that. <laughs> I'm actually so in on that. How could I think each country selects four guys. 18 hole scramble. Or you do a 666. That would get way too complicated. Six holes scramble, six holes best ball, six holes alternate shot. That would get, I don't even know how you would score that. It would just be too hard to follow. The thing with the scramble is that it would be super easy to follow, right? It's either, you're just rooting for a country. You're not rooting for individual yeah. players. That's why I like the team aspect of the Olympics. It would be cool if there was, like, if it's U.S. Again, you know, it's not Morikawa playing for himself and his country. It's the U.S. playing as a team for their country. Yeah. It's got a different feel to it. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's never going to be, as an individual game right now, it's never going to be one of those, like, main Olympic sports, right? We think When we think of the Olympics, you don't even think of golf. It's, yeah. like number 30 in your mind of what you think of as an olympic sport and that's probably because it's new but it's also just inherently not an olympic sport it doesn't fit the mold so do you have a pick to win it's just like You're just looking at the board. I'm just looking at the board, seeing if anything jumps. I mean, I could really see. I don't think it's going to be a top guy. I mean, Neiman. Yeah, I mean, I could totally see that. Gold medal for Chile. I see that. I mean, the safe pick is Morikawa, right? Like, that's so obvious at this point. I don't want to be boring. I'm going to say Garrick Higo claims the gold medal for South Africa. I'm a huge Garrick Higo guy. He's really, really good. Like, this kid, I don't like, not everyone knows about him yet, but you will. You'll know Garrick Higo's name in five years. Maybe. What do you think, how do you think Sungjae and Siwoo are? So this is the real storyline. This is the only good storyline. This is what everyone's rooting for if they get in contention for a medal. It'll be the best Olympic sport ever. <laughs> It'll literally be the best Olympic sport event ever if these guys get actually into contention coming into the back nine on Sunday. I actually couldn't think of more pressure in any situation in golf history that's greater than this. No. For them. This is the biggest pressure that anyone's ever faced. Ever. In golf. Probably. Yeah. You just lose two years of your career and your life if you, like, play like shit. But if it could come down to a (laughs) five-footer, literally burn the edge on a five-footer, it's like, oh, there it is. All right, you're going to the military, buddy. Like, it, it would just be great if they had, like, secret service guys on the 18th green like ready to take them away if they like (laughs) if they miss a five footer on 18 i mean that's serious it's seriously insane it's hard to think about how you would even handle that coming down the stretch you just there's no way to block it out 
Like, it's one thing to play for money and to it's play for so score insane. status. It's so insane, actually. Do you think they play well? I think M will play well. Yeah, I think Siwoo's, Siwoo's kind of a head case, I feel like. He's, yeah, he's too inconsistent. I mean, between the putting with the five wood thing and... He's too kind of just yeah, he's all just, over the map. He could finish in dead last this yeah. week, and I really wouldn't be surprised. Rooting for them both. Totally It would be so sick if they both medaled. I, I'm literally rooting for them over the Americans. Like, the Americans are going to win the medal count. I don't care about the medals. I yeah. want to see these guys win. I do, too. It would be the coolest shit ever. Um, yeah, okay. I think same. Sungjae's going to play better than Siwoo. Sungjae's going to play better. Because he's actually a good player. What else? I mean... Oh! Uh, well, what were you going to say? That's <laughs> That's a massive blip on the audio. What were you going to say? I was going to talk about Rom. How the hell did Rom get COVID again? Oh, yeah. That's don't, insane. Don't ask me. I'm not a scientist. That's insane. It's insane. It's insane. I think he got vaccinated. He got COVID. I don't, we don't know if he got vaccinated. Allegedly, he did. If he got vaccinated, that's really insane. It's insane. Two times COVID, then get vaxxed, then get COVID again. Just one time he got COVID. No, twice. When did he get COVID the second time? Memorial. That was his first time. No, that was his second. No way. That was his second time, yeah. Oh my God. That's why this is his third time getting COVID. Yeah. That's insane. I don't know what else there is to say. Yeah, I just don't know enough about like science, how that's possible. But I literally haven't heard of that. In the 7 billion people that are in the world, the fact that John Rahm did that, and I haven't heard of anyone else getting COVID three times, is crazy. So, I mean, it kind of sucks. Like, he was... What do you think he's just like laughing at this point? Like it's got it's yeah. just a joke. I mean, he probably doesn't really care about the Olympics, but yeah, he probably doesn't really care. But I mean, it, yeah, it sucks. Like the field's already not that good. To lose the best player in the world right now definitely stings. It's gonna make it just that much less interesting. How do you to think watch. Ricky feels? Tattooed the Olympic logo on his arm. It's it's got to be like can't even qualify yeah, it's for his own It's got to be a little dark to look at that logo on your arm yeah. and just know that you can't get in. It's just a reminder that you suck right now. What do you yeah, think of why? him playing? I mean, he played fucking insane in the first round. He gained four point five strokes putting. His putting is is bad right now. He putted insane. Just, on no, Thursday. I know he putted insane. But then he made like an eight on eighteen the second day and he. The way it looks now, he's, like, really wide with his stance. Oh, he changed his stroke? Yeah, it looks weird. I like the the narrow stance. Kind of just hovered it, and it was, like, boom. It was sick. He had the best putting stroke on tour. Now it's, like, weird. He's wide stance. Who's got the best putting stroke now? Hideki? Yeah, Hideki, yeah. (laughs) Talk about wide stance and a hover. Hideki is a Hideki and Terrell Hatton have the two widest putting stances on tour. Worst putting stroke on tour. Will's Alatoris. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we had to get to that at some point. We didn't talk about that last we week. We might as well just talk about it now. 
for 30 seconds. That putt single-handedly made me not want Wills Altoris on a Ryder Cup team, maybe ever. <laughs> so, for those who don't know, and I just saw it on Instagram, but at the Open, he literally missed a one-footer that he went up and, like, took time over. Oh, yeah, he grinded over it. He it, knew he was missing that putt. Yeah, like, that's there's what, no way he, was, he stepped up to that putt. The definition of a yip. In. Yeah. Like, people overuse the word yip. But that was actually a yip. Yeah, that was a yip. That was a Lucas Glover yip. Yeah, hitting it off the circle tee. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's really, it's painful. I mean, this kid's 24. He's the best young, like, emerging talent we have right now in the game. And he's already battling these demons. And he hasn't even burst out onto the scene, really. Like, he had a great showing at the Masters, but he hasn't won yet. So... And he's playing a bad stretch of golf right now. He's not. He's yeah. It was one thing while he was playing well and hitting it amazing, and the putter was oh like he's not a great putter, but he'll figure it out. Now it's like yeah, he's not playing well, and the putter is yeah borderline really yippy. Yeah. He also I saw this video of him hitting a wedge at the open, and it was the fastest delivery of a wedge. It's the fastest downswing I've ever seen. You couldn't even follow it. It was like boom, so. Not in a good way. It was like jabby quick. Was he yippy? Is he wedge yipping? <laughs> he might I've be bleeding there, into his whole game. Been <laughs> I've, I've been there. I've knifed a few wedges in my day. Yeah, it's a scary thing. I mean, the guy's 24 years old, and he's an insane ball striker. For him to just be already battling this is a tough scene. Yeah, I mean, he, what should, can he, do? he just shouldn't be on the Ryder Cup team. Absolutely like, not. Out, out of the conversation. No, no. Out of after the that, yeah. like that dude, one stroke, he's done. He's gonna have twenty thousand people on every hole watching him, like basically living and dying by every shot. And that was some random ass putt at the British Open on Thursday, and he's out of contention. He's doing. That. I don't think it's a pressure thing though. It's yeah, just, I mean, you're yeah, telling you're I telling think he me would do that in like uh, playing by himself. You're telling me like people who have the yips. Although it does worsen under pressure. Yeah, you're telling me on a two-footer to win a match, a little left-to-right slider, that he's making that with confidence? (laughs) Or that he's more likely to make that than the putt at the British Open? There's no chance. There's no chance. There's no chance. There's no chance. It's insanely dark. All right, we'll leave on this. No, I do want to say something. Because I, um, when I yelled earlier... And I scared you. Yeah, I, I thought really of scared. no, no. I because I remembered something that we have to talk about, which is Grayson Murray. Oh yeah. Did you see that? I did see that. Did you read it? Yeah, I read it. I, I read it a couple days ago, so I don't don't remember exactly what he said, but I don't want to read it. Should I read it? No, it's... It's too long. Go to Grayson Murray's Twitter, read what he posted. Yeah, they probably won't do that, but basically... It's interesting. Go read it. Yeah, you should. We're actually... Let's not say anything about it. Go and read it. Go read it yourself. That's the second. Make your own assumptions. Make your own assumptions. <laughs> Come to your own conclusions. Come back to us. DM us if you want to Basically, I lost respect for Grayson Murray because he seemed like he blamed the tour for his problems. And it's like, it's not, 
you're like it's not their job is to like coddle you and make sure you're like I don't know maybe that's like insensitive but I really don't think it is because people on a day-to-day basis don't have anything they're not making money on the PGA tour and it's kind of like figure it out for yourself I thought it was a little soft and I think he's making excuses but maybe I'm wrong yeah I don't really know where I stand on it I don't know if I agree with that I mean clearly the guy has issues right he has issues the tour should probably make an effort to help him but on the other hand you have people across the world who don't have Anything. Anything that Anything. the tour provides to help you. And they're just like doing this on their own, struggling they're just through figuring you it know, out. addiction, whatever, on their own. And they're trying to figure it out too. So to go to Twitter and get people to feel bad about you is not maybe the right thing to do. I would just, if I were him, I'd continue to pester, like try to get to higher ups on the tour and talk with them. It doesn't. It just doesn't seem like the right thing to do. I mean, Phil. Phil commented back at him, right? Didn't he like say basically supports him? And yeah. It seems like the tour is not doing enough. So, I don't know. I was gonna say earlier. Favorite event to watch in the Olympics. Oh, favorite event: summer. Summer or winter? Summer uh, and winter. You pick one. Pick one of each. Favorite summer event skateboarding. Did you actually watch the skateboarding? Yeah. It's just fun to watch. Good vibe out there. Yeah, I mean, it's not an Olympic sport. It's the most outrageous Olympic sport ever. I no, think. I don't think so. I mean, I really don't just, think so. Are we just basically gonna... blending in the X Games in the Olympics now? I mean, you're blending in basketball you're blending in golf the like, three on three basketball tournament oh, that they joke, have going a joke, on a joke a joke a joke, a joke a joke we can no i don't even want to talk about it no i can't even talk about it it's actually the worst thing i've ever seen no no it's the worst thing ever it's the worst thing ever it why, really is why do you want to watch i mean skateboard dude did you hear the announcers they knew nothing about skateboarding dude well i don't know anything about skateboarding so who so cares? they're poisoning your brain with bad information no. <laughs> this guy did some trick onto a rail that i saw i saw this clip did some trick onto a rail it was clearly not a kickflip like it was some sort of crazy skateboarding trick that i don't know the name of and this commentator goes Wow, what an amazing kickflip onto the rail. It's like, dude, no. Even I know that's not a kickflip. I don't think you're qualified to chirp skateboard announcers. No, no, they're not real skateboard announcers. They're just like, I think they're just random guys they picked up off the street to announce (laughs) skateboarding. (laughs) You're actually a joke. Favorite, okay, favorite traditional Olympic summer sport? gotta be also you can't be allowed to wear earbuds and listen to music in your olympic sport no that's sick (laughs) dude they're listening to music while they're competing in the olympics that's really really sick no that's tapped high jump high jump's really sick the high jump because it's such a game of inches right it's just it's such a thrill it's such a thrill and they kick their legs back you're like whoa (laughs) and they barely (laughs) make it over over. like they They nick the bar sometimes, yeah. and it's like same is with it pole stay vaulting on? too. Pole vaulting's cool. Yeah, I think pole vaulting might be 
just high jump but better. Might be better. I think it's better. It's kind of sicker. It's kind of sicker. It's yeah. more anticipation. Like, yeah. is the pole going to snap? Po- yeah. <laughs> is it going to slide out from under them? Yeah. It's amazing to me, honestly. That that works. How do you even get into pole vaulting? Yeah. <laughs> like, how does someone even start doing no, that? it really boggles your mind. How that, that might happens. be the most impressive Olympic sport. Because, like, a lot of the other ones, like track and field, you're kind of just born with speed or you aren't. Yeah. you got to harness it. Pole vaulting, like, sure, there's some bit of athleticism, but that's just insane danger to take on. It's probably, like, gymnastics and, and pole vaulting are, like, two most insane Olympic sports to me. I think uh, favorite summer sport, it's got to be swimming. Swimming's just historically... What you think about not the after summer Phelps? Games. I was gonna say swimming, post but Phelps, post Phelps, it's pretty dark. It's pretty dark. With but in Phelps, the past, we've watched every Olympics I've ever watched has been with Phelps. With and like it's insane, like Phelps my and Boxy sit and down and we'd all watch swimming together. <laughs> we all watched these races, <laughs> dude. It was a powerhouse. American that swimming was insane. What about water polo? Never watched a water polo game. It looks really hard. It looks insanely hard. Is I always thought like they could touch. Deep? I always thought they could touch the ground. No, I it's think like it's you're like you're treading it's water. Ocean. It's like twenty-five feet deep. <laughs> that insane. might be the most impressive sport, honestly. Yeah, yeah, that's insane. I think I could tread water for like a minute max, <laughs> and these guys are doing it for a full game. You'd be a liability out there. <laughs> I'd be on the side of the pool, like Holding just throwing in deep fucking bombs from the corner, like trying to trying to snipe top corner. Yeah, water polo is insane. Favorite winter sport? I'm a big skier, so I I would say skiing. Well, what but it's skiing, gotta be what skiing event. I would say like any of the skiing events, I, I really like. And that's but like, that's like half the Olympics. Like mogul skiing is like probably my favorite skiing event because I understand how amazing that is what those guys are doing. But like Sean White in the snowboarding has been historically insane. Like snowboard halfpipe is the, is the best event in the winter. I disagree. Months. What is it then? Bobsled or skeleton. Name one bobsled. <laughs> Actually, the skeleton's ever. better. No, skeleton's the, insane. The skeleton's insane. Skeleton might be the most impressive. Which Olympic one's sport? the one they're on? Like Period. the little, the little sled. Yeah, like, just on going a fucking, face first. They're on just a sheet of metal. Yeah, and just, just barreling <laughs> down this track like a hundred miles an hour. Is that luge or is that bobsled? Oh, or is, is that, that luge? Uh, skeleton. I'm I don't know the difference. Sh- I think skeletons where they're laying on their back with their arms crossed, right? Because that would be like kind of okay. a skeleton position. I'm pretty sure luge is the one where they're face oh, yeah. burns going and their down. nose like an and inch. Nose is like an inch from like burning the tip of their nose off. <laughs> that is the most impressive Olympic sport. Yeah, probably. People ever. die all the time doing that. It's insane. It's be the biggest thrill to do that, and. I like it looks like it takes no skill from afar, right? You're just like kind of riding this track down. Like, how do you even get good at that, right? But when you watch the the shitty people do it, there's like a clear difference between the shitty guys and the really good yeah, guys. Like they also, they're never hitting the wall. They're banking these berms gotta, perfectly. Yeah, it's amazing. It's insane. 
That's a really good nomination, actually. Luge is sick. All right, excited to watch Luge in two years. <laughs> Leave it at that. We're starting gives, the hype early. Who gives a fuck about the Olympic golf? I mean, go Sungjae, right? Go Siwoo. That's it. Hopefully, when we talk on Monday, they're just gold and silver medal winners. They got to find two more Koreans to join the military. <laughs> yeah, that has a wait list. Wait, do they, if they win gold and silver, do they just replace? Them with like random other guys. No, no, because everyone has military? to do service. Oh yeah. So how do they fill their spots? Are they just they two they guys short handed? Too short. Two guys short handed. I don't know how they're gonna handle that. Hopefully they don't go to war. They might need M and Siwoo. Yeah. Well, hopefully that's a problem they'll have to figure out on Sunday night.